Nonification, a show about queer media classics, past, present, and future. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kyle. Welcome, Welcome to the to show! Today we are talking less about our particular piece of media and more about an archetype within culture that being bimbos bimbos i and largely the reason why we're bringing this in is because of the current resurgence of bimbos in online spaces and the way that uh they are quite different in tone and function to sort of the classic archetype of the bimbo so Maybe we can start in with the old bimbo, the the Gen X bimbo, the boomer bimbo. Yes. Uh, let's dive in with that. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell me, how would you summarize what the sort of the old, the old not old age, but like, mm-hmm. well, old age also, but the, the old style bimbo. Old? The classic bimbo. Classic bimbo. Boomer bimbo. Bimbo classique. <laughs> To love be French that. about it. I love that. Also, Boomer Bimbo, that someone has to write that novel, like memoir. Marilyn Monroe. Yes, she did. <laughs> the Boomer Bimbo. She did, actually. Um, so the classic bim- Bimbo classic is the archetype. Well, Marilyn Monroe is a perfect example. That is usually, in the past, that has been immediately who we've thought of as a Bimbo. She is beautiful she's often blonde she you know is known for her like hourglass figure she's known for being a ditz like totally clueless but charming and like big boobs big boobs like just well i would say it's funny because i was gonna say jessica rabbit but like honestly like jessica rabbit's like smart so like i feel like she's okay i feel like we've immediately categorized two eras now i want to add in the third are you ready i think there is like the 1940s 50 femme fatale bimbo mm-hmm. and i think marilyn monroe is sort of in that vibe and they are very similar to the contemporary bimbo in that they are smart mm-hmm. i think it's the not to say that the sort of intermediary 80s 90s and 2000s bimbo a la anna nicole smith and pamela anderson i think that they have their own certain smartness in their tactics but at the same time they're very plastic surgery trashy like party animals yes and i think what you're saying is yeah marilyn monroe now that you're saying it we haven't even gotten to the sorry i'm just like barreling in i think you're right jessica rabbit marilyn monroe they're smart people they are smart they are smart and you're right about the femme fatale because that was immediately what i was thinking of the femme fatale who uses her beauty to like lure men into their demise which i fucking love that is the or just to get what you need in the world, you know? Yeah, yes. But screwing men over is my forte. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the original... So generally, I feel like... I actually feel like context matters here too because I feel like we have... like Generations have different understandings of like the term bimbo too. Um, sure. And I would... I, I almost like wonder... I want to ask my parents like if they use the term bimbo or if it was more like, this is going to be older. They probably didn't use this term, but like hussy, floozy things like this but um our but those just those just refer to sluttiness in general Mm -hmm. but the bimbo has a really particular aesthetic it's usually white blonde usually cisgender heterosexual women maybe who are by by flexible for for the sake of a party Mm -hmm. who have 
Yeah, blonde, bleach blonde, fake blonde hair, and giant tits. Yes. Like, I feel like there's a really specific look to bimbos, yes. right? The, like, classic. My understanding, yes, exactly. My understanding of a bimbo, before, before the resurgence of bimbo, my understanding of bimbo has been predominantly blonde, predominantly white, big-titted, and stupid, and not smart. Yeah, and I... Or like once again, it, there's always been an, a tinge of like it's an it's an act. So yes. it's not like like they may be smart, but they're definitely at least at the very least not being open about their it. aloofness is Whereas, endearing. Like, right? Yeah, I I think what you're pointing out the Jessica Rabbits, the Marilyn Monroe's of the world, the sort of the maybe they're the bimbo classics, and then like the middle the middle ones are like the millennium the new millennium bimbos and then we've got the gen z bimbo right yes that's the thing it all leads up to the it it all leads up to the gen z bimbo i was gonna say because that makes it sound like they're more evolved but maybe in a way they are more more evolved it's just it's it's, maybe it's a cycle maybe it is a cycle in this essay collection um girls can kiss now by jill gudowitz she talks about like how she feels that like millennials didn't really have great like culture or like Mm. the culture was like often just pure trashy like there wasn't like a set aesthetic or the set aesthetic was like you know what do you call them like um the below the waist hip pants you know like yeah but i love that aesthetic (laughs) i do too i do too but i think like often millennial fashion or like early 2000s fashion is seen as like trashy but it's also like known as like the time of like really shitty paparazzi that was extremely evasive and like slut shaming every celebrity. But it was also a time where like that created the narrative of a bimbo. Like our millennial Mm -hmm. bimbos were like probably Lindsay Lohan, uh, Tara Mm -hmm. Reid maybe, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton was a huge bimbo. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Or like bimbo. bimbo, I mean, also like Nicole Richie. Right. But, like the mm-hmm. two of them sort of actually, I feel like the two of them were cosplaying bimbos. Does that yes. make sense? On, yes. on Simple Life? Oh, they like, absolutely were. Like they're not, they weren't, they're not living the bimbo life, but they were cosplaying it for the sake of reality TV. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You know what I think, you know what I just realized that I think is a big uh, bimbo moment for us as millennials? Um, the show with Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. The new oh my of- God. Where Jessica is this chicken? It's not. It's not chicken. Is it chicken or tuna? That is such a bimbo moment. That is a bimbo moment. I think that's an iconic bimbo moment. I agree. Yeah. And if anyone asked me the definition of a bimbo, I would just be like that. I know it's tuna, but it it says chicken by the sea. (laughs) So stupid. Okay, so I want. So I. It's good to understand sort of the the groundwork and where bimbos have been, but I think the focus I really want to talk a lot about today is the Gen Z bimbo because it's just this like it's a phenomenon. So let's talk about it. Yeah, the Gen Z bimbo is huge. Everybody wants to be a bimbo now. I feel like in our decade in in the in the 2010s at least early 2010s being a bimbo wasn't really popular. You had the not like other girls trope that was pervading during mm-hmm. the early 2010s and now uh thanks to bimbo talk hashtag #bimbo talk you have this new era of bimbos. It started largely with 
Chrissy Shapeka, I think her name is. I'm going to butcher that. Chrissy, I thoroughly apologize. If, if you're listening, as if, Chrissy. As if she's listening. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day yeah. in the backlog. Absolutely. Um, so the new the new Gen Z bimbo, as I understand, is a specific aesthetic that's often like hyper feminized that is embracing sexiness that's embracing like ditziness but the ditziness is not a marker of like stupidity or like being slutty or being lesser than they are often almost exclusively very left-leaning oriented so there's a video one of chrissy shapeka's or uh early videos she says who is the gen z bimbo and she says like oh, the bimbo is like a leftist. She's a, like, she's a leftist. She's a socialist, you know? Um, and so many of her videos are about like being a bimbo, but also like calling out men for their sexism. A bimbo isn't dumb. She's actually a radical leftist who's pro-sex work, pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-LGBTQ, pro-choice, and will always be there for her girls' gays and nays. So I think you have, I would say Gen Z is more of like a, hyper aware bimbo or a bimbo that's being more vocal about being hyper aware and more like social justice oriented mm-hmm. maybe maybe a remix i feel like they're taking they're they're taking like several elements they're taking the it's also part of this has been spurred on by gen z being completely fascinated by uh-huh. 2000s aesthetics so i think it's a combination of that because it's it the bimbo it's not the Marilyn Monroe Amanda Lepore looking bimbo it, they look and are emulating the Paris Hilton esque bimbo right, but then they're taking the smarts and the wits of sort of a more bimbo classique, um, and mixing it with the predominant Gen Z culture of being socially aware, and at the same time being socially aware but also taking it almost for granted and. Uh, basically being like of course we're like that why wouldn't we be it's just part of how things are now versus like millennial who was like things were different we fought to make the world yes. <laughs> i feel like they're just like this is how it is why wouldn't it be any way any other way it's very uh flippant in a like a way that i really appreciate right that's, that's that is what we fought for so um, i'm still <laughs> i'm still clamoring for my walker <laughs> i love gen z i am oh, always pro gen z i think that it's so funny i think I think Gen Z wants to fight millennials yeah. and we're just like, no, baby, no, we, we love, love you, honey. You. Like, it's like, look, I'm the Jan Brady of the group. Okay. Like boomers hate me. Gen Z like is like, ew, cringe. I'm like, I get it. I understand. I'm used to it, but I love you, Gen Z. Yeah. I love Gen Z. I think they're great. I teach uh, an LGBT art class that's full of 14 and 50 year olds who are all sort of on the tail end of Gen Z and they are icons if any of you all, my art students are out there listening, y'all, I love you all. You're amazing. And uh, I'm so, I always, I love learning from them and from also the folks on TikTok about the culture, the cultural generational divides. Okay. Let's talk about Gen Z bimbos again. I really also appreciate how it's breaking this mold of a predominantly thin hourglass white cishat woman in every possible facet. Cause Bimbos aren't exclusively women anymore. There are people who are men and non-binary people and women who all identify as bimbos or also himbo is sort of the thing or thembo. Um, But still with the bimbo as the overarching Mm -hmm. uh, concept, Um, there are a lot of bimbos who are trying to push against the idea that a bimbo needs to be white. I think there are a lot of black creators and people of other um, BIPOC identities and experiences that are 
embracing bimbohood and being sort of like, wait a second, if white people can just be bimbos, why can't I just be a bimbo too? And I feel like that's like a really important part. And once again, this is also all a vehicle of putting forth progressive politics with a disarming aesthetic of bimboness. Mm -hmm. So it's like everyone can kind of get in the pie, say their thing, and also kind of be like, mm, I'm so cute and fun, like, woohoo, at the same time. Right, because the one thing I really love about Gen Z, or at least my understanding of Gen Z, is that because they grew up on the internet like a lot more than we did, they grew up with a specific understanding of like aesthetics. I'm obsessed with aesthetics. I mentioned this in the last episode and like aesthetics are like their ish. So a lot of what the bimbo does is like aestheticize leftist politics. And a lot of people take issue with that. I think that's great. I think yeah. leftist politics needs to be sexy. I think she could use a high heel. She could use a little pink. Go back to the aesthetic video by ContraPoints that we were talking about ContraPoints on the last, last episode. If you haven't listened yet, go back. There's one of the episodes where ContraPoints specifically says, like, to Tabby, who is the sort of, like, burn-it-all-down, cat-ear Marxist uh, representative of, like, anonymous Twitter trans girls, right? Justine, this character, is basically, like, we need to understand that we're in an era of aesthetics and to and if we want progressive politics it needs to be adherent to an era, uh, an era of aesthetics and i think the gen z bimbo in many ways is a great example of this oh 100% absolutely because i think like that's why i do think gen z is taking what millennials like left them the tools and then was like i got this from here in a beautiful way yeah. And I think what happened, like, I, so there's a few videos that I could recommend and I can, I'll include them in the notes because I don't remember the exact creators. But one thing with the bimbo, I was watching this really interesting YouTube video about how the term became particularly popular in the 80s with this woman who was like sleeping with a famous politician, not Monica Lewinsky, that was the 90s, but it was like a type of Monica Lewinsky, uh, type of controversy and it the tabloids weren't talking about the politician cheating they were talking about who is this bimbo home record destroying the fabric of american conservatism you know and i think that was like very reflective of the politics of the time and it pervaded through the 2000s as we were saying and i think often in rebellion or rejection of that you often like assume like the stereotype of a feminist to be like you know just like combat boots wearing no shade on combat boots i got a pair myself i have I two rock. yes i love but, them yeah but like you think of them as like doc martens wearing like khaki wearing like only exclusively like just very aggressive man hating can't be femme can't be this way you know and bimbos are undoing that they're saying yes you can absolutely be that way and be a feminist you can also like wear pink and be a feminist and be leftist and well, be ditzy and sleep with men and yeah. you know it makes me things. think about also um the often berated femme lesbian like the high femme lesbian and uh -huh. femme being a not a form of non-binary gender in that even though it's doing femininity and people are assigned female and sort of that's like it there's a still a certain transness in intentionally doing femininity to an extreme, right? And I think a lot of these, a lot of these creators who are bimbos, even if they are highly 
in a certain extent, very cis presenting. They're always talking about like, I'm kind of confused about my gender. Like even and like in a certain sense, this over the top hyper femininity is like almost like a drag performance that, yeah, you know, and really I always think about the fact that like with like very conservative Christian types who really take the, the Bible very seriously. Um, people like the bimbo are breaking the rules of gender in that gender is really just, you're supposed to be all natural and procreative bimbos mm-hmm. are absolutely breaking the rules of gender in this, in maybe a different direction, but, or, but in the same manner as like trans people, right. Or queer oh. people. Absolutely. Bimbos are drag queens in my, yeah. like, or, you know, I, I view them as very drag. Or I like, think of Dolly Parton, who we haven't right. mentioned yet also is I, oh. I, I've made, I've made videos multiple times about how I'm like, Dolly Parton is female to female transsexual. Like, Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that that's, a, there's a certain, I think bimbo hood in the current era. A lot of them are hyper aware of what transness is. And I think that mm-hmm. it's influenced by that. I think that, Yes. And non-binariness and like having agency over how you engage with gender and the culture. Yes. They former bimbos in my opinion, hot take. I don't even know if it's a tepid take. It's a lukewarm take, but former bimbos, they were very, they were cis. Like they were culturally understood as cis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That, you know, they, there wasn't really like, queerness in the sense that like maybe often gay men would idolize them and things sure, like that sure. like like may west was a huge one that i was thinking of <gasps> true uh, very smart yeah. also very smart classic. love that uh-huh yeah i i agree with you i think gen z has that understanding of queerness which makes the bimbo just like all that more powerful really like subversive but like there's a lot of power in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of influence that these bimbos have. Oh yeah. And they're using it for good, which I love. Yeah. I just, it's such a fascinating cultural figure. And I'm really, really glad that young people are able to take the good elements that are exciting from bimbo classiques and sort of the millennial era bimbo and appropriate them and mm-hmm. make them not something that's just exclusive to rich white women you know, I'm really excited that people of color are taking whatever they want from it and doing their own thing and queer people and trans people. I don't know. I'm just really excited about it. I think that also people who have been actively engaging in discourse talk or places like that, or people who actively engage in social media, like fight culture, basically, I think whenever they're tired of fighting Uh and arguing so often they go into like quote unquote like a bimbo mode i'm now a bimbo no no thoughts no fighting like basically to say like i'm done and disengaging in the combative debate uh, like debate part of the internet and kind of going to like the aesthetic once again like it's still sort of because bimbos have a leftist undertone and like social justice minded and progressive undertone you know Mm-hmm. I think that there is a certain, like, uh, it's a way to indicate, yes, I'm still invested. I'm still interested in the fight. And also, my brain is tired. I just want to be pretty for a second, you know? I 100% agree with that. So the one thing that I will say when talking about the feminist killjoy in me, which I inevitably have to be. Of course. 
as um, the feminist killjoy in me is like, I love everything that the Gen Z bimbo is. Like everything. I love the aesthetic. I love the rhetoric. I love the humor. Um, the feminist killjoy in me is like aestheticizing social justice movements has its limitations in my opinion totally like if there's such an emphasis on the aesthetics then the substance gets removed if there's such an emphasis on the substance the aesthetics get removed and then it becomes which is what happened in the 90s with choice feminism and like girl power and the spice girls and stuff Uh uh-huh and i think and i hate to say i don't want to sentence this movement to death but i think it will come to that but i think it will be retranslated in other ways but sure. you brought up a really good point, and I was actually going to ask you this because I totally get the, like, I, with my TikTok account, I try predominantly to be funny because in my everyday, like, I'm an academic and I constantly have to critique and be a feminist killjoy. And also, like, I've done activist work, which requires, like, very feminist <laughs> killjoy vibes. Um, but, like, it is difficult to navigate that space because also like you don't want to be totally a laughing stock to the extent that like people take you seriously for the wrong things that has political consequences but also like conversations get very heavy online very quickly and that becomes not fruitful so my question for you maddie is like what is your personal relationship to the bimbo label like do you identify as a bimbo thembo not really i think there are certain elements that i admire i think the like no think just pretty vibe is definitely a thing i don't know i definitely always consider myself i don't think i consider myself particularly bimboish because i am i think i don't dress slutty even though in my day-to-day my actual Uh. sex life not to divulge too much is definitely sluttier than i might show myself you know um and i think part of I think part of the Gen Z bimbo whole thing is also like it's a sexy slutty aesthetic and also that doesn't necessarily translate to actual like sexuality in a certain way. It's very aestheticized sexual like Kim Petras's slut pop. It almost feels like it's not actually talking about sex anymore. It's just talking about the idea of sex, you know? Yes. Personally, I'm it's more that like a lot of the times I'm sick of the rapidness of online social mindedness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I'm sort of like, I don't want to have to think about this version of it. I'd rather do something like this, make a podcast, write an essay, teach a class, things that require long form communication. And I'm I'm mostly like sick of having to think in 60 second bites. And so wow. then on the internet, I'm like brain empty. And then I want to channel the bimbo in that sort of like t- b- turning my brain off mode. But uh-huh. um I don't think I I don't think I serve bimbo overall. I think I serve like art teacher vibes overall. Oh my god, I love that for you though. I I can see both. I can see like a, a art teacher on the streets, but a freak in the streets. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Are you leaning into your bimbo self these days? I honestly I think I do give them bow vibes a little bit. I think part of it is intentional and like I'm literally wearing a crop top, right? I'm wearing a crop top and booty shorts. So like as one should is, it's just... 90 degrees out. There's a heat warning right now. Yes. So. Yes. I mean I would be wearing it regardless, but yes, this makes it super comfortable for that. Um it's funny because I remember uh so 
I do like the Thembo thing because like in my academic world, I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so I have to be so You're just like so smart. I'm just like so smart that it's like annoying. <laughs> like, oh my god, so smart, just like out of control. Yeah, like, like it's aggressive. So I have to be slutty to like undo my brain cells. Yes. Undo the thinking brain. Yes. Um, yes. So I am trying, like honestly, as I like think more strategically of like my TikTok and social media presence. I do try to like embrace a thembo with more of like an intellectual mm-hmm. side. I think the one difference, and this is something I actually wanted to make my own TikTok about. I feel that Gen Z is like more confident than millennials mm-hmm. in a good way. Cause they were very used to immediately having like a phone or camera on them. And like, yeah. it was part of their world immediately. I'm like, I feel like I'm still getting used to that. So like, I don't have that confidence so, like, I feel like that's something I would work on. But I do think, I think I'm a thembo in a little bit, in a little way, in some ways. But it's funny. I think I'm a thembo on the streets. And, like, I haven't, listeners, sorry, I guess we're divulging a lot here. I haven't gotten laid a very long time. Like, I'm a, I consider myself a sexual person. But, like, I think I'm more open outwardly than when it comes to like intimacy i'm like ooh, i don't know i don't know what i'm doing here and i th- i think that is sort of the bim i think there is a certain bimboness in like the external it is an externalizing of what we think sexuality should look like mm-hmm. so you thought you'd get your jollies by watching she demons we've been saving one really important bimbo for for the finale here one of our favorites uh, the beloved mistress of the dark yours cruelly elvira elvira yes okay everyone listeners welcome to spooky season it's official we're starting it now so let's talk about elvira as a as a bimbo icon and also like as of this year uh not just a queer icon in terms of being uh, honored by being beloved by queers but is has been in a long-term lesbian relationship oh so let's God. talk about elvira I love that for elvira i love her and yes gay icon gay so goth bimbo is a thing i i meant to goth say bimbo, too i yes. think the community that i tend to reach towards is goth bimbo and elvira oh my god and we were talking about may west i feel like she's a goth may west She's very sure. Uh-huh. You yes, know what I, I mean? see that. She's very funny, ditzy, and like mm-hmm. dark, which I love. Hits all the mm-hmm. all those points. Yeah, I just think that she has, and that's why I, she's one of my favorite judges when on Drag Race. Whenever she's around, because I think she gets, I think she really uses this sort of goth, spooky bimbo, and is you doing a parody of previous like TV hosts like Vampira, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's who it is, right? Yes, it is Am I remembering? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um she's doing almost a parody and she's taking also the bimbo aesthetic and just kind of remixing it into her own thing, which is I think that that a whole subset of uh the the current contemporary bimbo movement is goth bimbos inspired by someone like Elvira. Well, she has her background is so diverse. So I think her real name is Cassandra Peters. Yes. Um, 
She's and a redhead. She's a redhead. She's gorgeous. Like gorgeous. She's like gorgeous. Oh my god. Um, and she, I believe she was a showgirl or something like that, or a go-go dancer. And then she started doing like improv comedy. And so it's like a mix of these two perfect worlds. And then she mm-hmm. like hosted, I think it was like some, like maybe like Michigan or like some other like Midwestern state TV show horror host. And then just like became famous, like world renowned after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and her blend of like, it it's so funny because her blend of comedy, it's very like the reason why Marilyn Monroe and other, I mentioned Mae West a lot because I just think like classic comedic bimbo but marilyn monroe the thing that we like don't talk about a lot with marilyn monroe is like we just view her as like a pretty bimbo but she was very funny like she delivered lines in a very comedic way and Mm -hmm. elvira understands that and like the thing that makes her stand out and i think why she's an icon to goth bimbos is because like yeah people know the like blonde bimbo and like the blonde bimbo as comedy or even, mm-hmm. like, an attractive woman as comedy. I mean, even, like, Lucille Ball, in some ways, you could, like, argue is, like, a little bit of a housewife bimbo, maybe. But, Very uh, ditzy, yeah. 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 But the different thing with Elvira is her aesthetic. Like, she's doing, like, she's basically doing drag of Vampira. Um, yep. Because Vampira was, like, I think she talked like this, and she was supposed to be spooky and seductive. And it was, like, not intentional comedy you know what i mean like it definitely was camp it was camp because it was intentionally supposed to be scary or like you know but it gave way for elvira to like you know bimbify vampira yeah correct wait can i share one of my favorite uh elvira memes Uh i just like pulled it up and it's been stuck in my head speaking also we talked about dolly parton earlier yes um so okay Ready? This is like a Tumblr thing, I think. Okay, ready? So I'm just going to read it verbatim. It's a picture of Dolly Parton and Elvira, and it says, Somebody give me creative reins for a TV show. Picture this. Elvira and Dolly Parton starring side by side as twin sisters, both witches from humble roots. They've each lived wild lives independently and with a little huffy hostility toward each other, following different paths to become powerful enchantresses. As they reach old age, they realize the only thing they can't replace with magic is family. Oh, my. And Elvira retweeted this and said, fun idea. She's a little bit country and I'm a little bit rock and roll. And now I need this to exist, right? This absolutely has to exist. There needs to be a petition on this. There needs to, we <laughs> need to see it right now. I need to see uh, an Elvira Dolly Parton as both like good and bad witches who uh, return to each other and have like a practical magic moment, you know? I was going to say, yeah, that would be great. In impractical magic. Impractical magic. We've got a title. Perfect. Let's let's go right Netflix right now. Oh my God, (laughs) please. She actually, so Elvira actually had her own TV show. Yeah. She had her own like 80s sitcom. She had a sitcom? Um, And you can watch her. Yeah. She had a sitcom. (gasps) She had her own 80s sitcom. It lasted like, five episodes but it's still great um i you can watch it on youtube and i highly recommend also like listeners absolutely go watch elvira mistress of the dark the movie the like 1987 movie it's amazing it's the best movie i think the last thing that we have to say about elvira is just like it's so iconic that this whole time we've been fascinated with her as like a queer icon in the way that 
you know, we, we queer people also oftentimes idolize people who have a campy aesthetic, who are straight for all intents and purposes, maybe whatever, uh, ambiguously mm-hmm. something, but she came out she's been this entire time in a secret lesbian lover situation. Like the whole time gagged the whole damn time. That's very like s- secret lesbian relationship is very like, is very like queer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to be like, I could announce this, but you know what? I choose to do this. I choose to be mysterious. Yes. And now you can know when I want you to know. I love that for her. I'm just so happy for her. It was a beautiful moment. She looks great. I went to a drag show last Halloween right after she had come out. And um, this local performer did a whole thing of like queer horror couples on stage where a bunch of them all came out and did this big number about love and Elvira and her partner were sort of one of the couples. And it was just so cute. That was the, the, it's supposed to be the Trixie and Kati Halloween show. They do. They spend every Halloween here in Boston. Um, And it's my favorite annual experience is the Trixie and Kati Halloween show. But Trixie had like tonsillitis. And so Bob came in and replaced Trixie. But Katya was there and Bob was there. I love Bob. And yeah, it was great. It's like my favorite night of the year is the Halloween show by Trixie and Katya. It's iconic. You introduced me to a new thing. I didn't even know that. I've gone every year since it started. And it's my favorite thing in the whole world. My partner go. It's it's. So good. This year there was a uh, a performer who, who did like sexy, fun pyramid head, and it was um, uh, a slow down Christina Aguilera's "I'm Beautiful," and I just love Pyramid Head so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, another queer icon. Okay, uh, yeah, like we'll talk about a himbo, sexy, silent type, uh-huh. just does nothing but. I mean, anyways, do you have any other thoughts today about bimbos in general before we wrap? I think just the only thing I could say is like, I think everyone should go through a bimbo phase at least once in their life. Bimbify yourself. Bimbify yourself in the same way that we're canonifying the canon, you know? Do it. But yeah. So Kyle, where can people find you on the internet? My dears, you can find this gothembo on TikTok and Instagram at mix underworld, MX underworld. And you can also listen to my other podcast, Saturday, a podcast for sads and gays. Maddie, where can you, we find you? I'm at Mix Matisse DuPont on TikTok and Instagram. You can go to my website, MatisseDupont.com, to see what sort of classes and offerings I've got at any particular moment. And I also have some other audio projects. One is called Salvagers, a little sci-fi fantasy serialized fiction moment. And the other one is Dear Matisse, an anonymous advice column. So if you want to write in, I will answer your questions and you can stay nice and anonymous and do so. So if you can write in there at dear, uh, MatisseDupont.com slash Dear Matisse. Those are on Substack, Spotify. Before we go, also, don't forget to subscribe to Canonification. Please subscribe. Oh, also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. And also don't forget to rate us. Um, what are the other call to actions? Um, give us kisses yeah. and hugs. Review. Yeah. Uh, you could nominate us for official government positions. You could. Uh-huh. Uh, I want I to be the dominatrix of the White House. Let's see that happen. Please, listeners, please make sure that you're sharing this so that we can one day be the dominatrices of the of the white house with that uh 
<laughs> I'll see you all later. <laughs> Till next time. Happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.